Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called How to Make the Right Choice. God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. Hello and welcome to Called and Caffeinated. Thank you so much for joining me for coffee. I know you have a lot of choices of podcasts to listen to, and so I just want to thank you so much for choosing mine today. I have something that I'm going to share that I've never really been able to fully articulate before, but it's been on my mind. It's been underneath a lot of what we've talked about in different episodes of this show. So I'm really excited to finally start to articulate a concept that I think will, I hope it's, it was groundbreaking for me. I hope it'll be groundbreaking for you as well. And of course, this is coming on the heels of my last episode, which was all about prayer in discernment and why I thought that you should not ask God for a sign. So you can go ahead and go back to that mini-sode, which I just did before this. I think signs are problematic. I don't think they're wrong. And I know God uses signs, but I had what I think are some pretty good reasons why praying for a sign is not necessarily the best way to pray in discernment. There's so many more ways that the Lord can speak to us. And I want to articulate in this episode three things. The first thing is a concept that I'm calling the problem is not the problem. I will explain that. The second thing is uh, a novena that I prayed. I did ask for a sign at one point and I was given a sign, but I actually have kind of a cool story that goes with that. And then the third thing is another novena and another sort of glory story where my husband and I were asking for uh, a particular saint's intercession and he really came through for us. These don't sound like they're all related, but they are, I promise. <laughs> um, I'm basically trying to illustrate in this episode how God's ways are beyond us and that can be really frustrating when we pray for something and we don't get it. Or it can also lead to sort of a false pride if we pray for something and we do get it. But hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll kind of understand how all of these things are intertwined and how they all relate to our prayer life in discernment. So let's dive in first with this concept that I'm calling the problem is not the problem. Many episodes back, um, I will link to this in the show notes, I interviewed a wonderful marriage and family counselor named Melissa Grace Tablada, and she and I were talking about how to resolve marital issues, and she said something that has really stuck with me. She said, the problem is never the problem. What she meant was, let's say the problem that manifests itself on the surface is that the husband is not doing the dishes at night and so the wife is frustrated with him. Well, the problem is not really that the husband isn't doing the dishes. The problem is really that underlying lack of trust that starts that that void that starts to grow between the two spouses and the way that it breaks apart their marriage and there's deeper things going on underneath. There's probably a reason why the husband isn't doing the dishes and there's probably a good reason why the wife is frustrated about that. And in order to heal this external problem of we have a discrepancy in who is going to do the dishes, the deeper underlying issue has to be addressed. And I think this is a really good analogy for my relationship with the Lord. I like to use myself as an example because honestly, I went through many years of calling myself a Catholic and yet not really, really trusting the Lord with my life and not even knowing that I didn't really trust the Lord. And then identifying that and healing that through my discernment of religious life has actually been one of the most beautiful things that I've had that happened to me in my 20s. And that's a large part of the reason why I started this podcast. 
So when we're talking about healing this deeper underlying problem, so often I notice in my prayer life that my trust in the Lord is really the thing that needs to be healed. What it manifests as is there's this situation and I need God to take care of this and I want God to give me an easy answer to this and I want God to take care of that situation. But really the deeper underlying issue is that I don't trust the Lord and I don't trust his ways and I don't trust that he's going to work things out in the way that is best for me even if there's a lot of suffering in the short term or things are not taken care of in the way that I would like for them to be. I don't always pay attention to, but I should pay attention to what is going underneath, what is the underlying problem? Is the problem that I need comfort? I need security? I am feeling uh, anxious about the future. And so I need um, to know that the Lord you know, is going to take care of me. And it's really good to get at that deeper underlying issue. If you can, through journaling, through um, meditative prayer, adoration, mass, obviously confession, spiritual direction or counseling, whatever it is that gets you to identify that deeper underlying problem, do more and more and more of that. And I find that the surface level problems, the the what gets taken care of when the who is provided for and who meaning the love of the Lord, that relationship with the Lord is strengthened. When that is strong and strengthened, the what flows so much easily, more easily from that. Um, I was very, very inspired by the testimony of a mother. You may have heard of her. Um, her name is Amber Van Vickel, and she wrote for the National Catholic Register several times. Her husband is an evangelist, and they lived in Steubenville, Ohio. Amber just passed away on February 23rd, and I've been following her journey, and I was just heartbroken, as so many people I know are as well. I never knew Amber personally, but um, she was the mother of five children, three of whom had special needs, and one of them was born eight weeks premature and has severe cerebral palsy. And so I especially related to that part of her journey because my daughter was born eight weeks prematurely and has cerebral palsy as well and went through a very extensive um, NICU stay and lots of surgeries and ongoing health challenges. So I was just heartbroken to hear about this mother's testimony. And she wrote this incredible article that I will link below that had me in tears, honestly. And it was called Finding A Mother Finds Love at the Foot of the Cross. And I just want to read a little section of that about this trust in the Lord that just needs to be healed, especially when God doesn't answer our prayers the way that we want them to, that we want him to. She wrote, I have learned to stop asking why and to start asking what. As Father Jacques Philippe says, to have courage to leave some questions unanswered and ask, what does God want from me? Freedom, broken chains, freedom in knowing that it's not my picture, but God's. Freedom in knowing that God's ways are beyond us, beyond our understanding. Freedom to know that God will do anything to bring us to him, even break our hearts, because the reward is so much greater. Despite my burdens and my heartbrokenness, because of my crosses, I was finally able to say to God, I love you always, always, always. I think that just so beautifully sums up the trust that we need to have in the Lord in order to truly discern well. The, like she said, it's not my picture, but it's God's picture. The second thing I want to talk about in this episode is a novena that I prayed to St. Therese. She is my confirmation saint. She's been a powerful intercessor for me for years. And I brought her this petition back in September. 
I don't know if I've shared this much before, but I am an avid gardener. I am not very good at growing plants, but I am extremely persistent. And so it has turned into one of my primary hobbies the last couple of years. Currently, I'm actually sitting in my bedroom recording this and I'm looking over at a bassinet that we're not using for my newborn son who's two months old. He has an unused bassinet and it's next to the window. And so I literally put my seed trays on top of the bassinet. And I'm looking at them. They've got their grow lights. They've I've watered them. I've been staring at them multiple times today. <laughs> they make me so happy. My plants are my babies. So I'm literally raising my plants in a bassinet right now, um, giving new meaning to the term plant babies. I have not a lot of garden space to work with. Half acre might sound like a lot if you live in a city, but most of it is our driveway and drainage ditches. It's quite sloped. So we really only have a small place that we can actually use for gardening. So I, I was praying for a larger garden and I decided to pray to St. Therese. I needed a fenced in area for my garden. And so I started praying to her and honestly, I'm really bad at praying novenas. So this novena, which was supposed to be nine days, took like 20 days. And then over the course of the novena, my desires started to get bigger. They started to evolve. I started to realize that I didn't just want a fence. I actually wanted a much bigger garden than what our property would allow. And so it just turned into this, it kind of snowballed into this bigger petition. And um, at the end of the, the 20 days, <laughs> the 20 days, which was supposed to be nine days, my daughter brought me a rose and she said, here, mommy, this is for you. And that was really cool on a number of levels. Number one, this was like October. We hadn't had roses for months because we had a huge swarm of Japanese beetles come in and eat our rose bushes. I didn't even think those bushes were going to recover, honestly. And so I hadn't seen roses on our bushes for months, but my sweet little baby, my little baby girl found one and brought it to me. The other cool thing is that she is named after St. Therese's mother, St. Azalee. Um, and so that's just doubly cool that she was the one who brought me the rose. So I was so excited. I was like, wow, I got not just like a flower, which I know some people are like, it's a little nonspecific, you know, if you get a flower. Some people think that that means your novena wasn't answered because it wasn't a rose. You know, I, I tend to not be that particular, but it was really cool that the rose was just very, it was there, there it was. And so I expected that, you know, my husband was going to come home from work. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to tell him I prayed for this. And he's going to be like, all right, St. Therese said so. Let's make this investment. Let's get this fence. You know, let's, let's, um, I'm going to chop down trees. I'm going to give you the, you know, the biggest garden that you ever wanted. <laughs> and unfortunately that did not happen because my husband and I were just, um, having trouble getting on the same page because, we knew we wanted a bigger house eventually. It's a little complicated, but this is our starter home and the market in our area has really exploded. So now houses are so much more expensive than when we moved here three years ago. Plus the mortgage interest rates are, they were brutal last um, last fall. They still are. And so we didn't want to make an investment in a fence if we're going to be moving away, but we also didn't want to move away because it wasn't a good time. So I was left in limbo and feeling very frustrated because I had prayed this novena, I'd gotten a rose, and now where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go with this? So through many series of conversations, my husband and I identified, kind of like I said earlier in the episode, that the problem was not the problem. <laughs> the deeper problem was that we needed to get on the same page with each other about what we wanted for our family. So we started praying this prayer that we had heard about from a friend. Uh, as I mentioned before, the the housing market in this area is really difficult. 
And this is kind of the third thing that I wanted to talk about. It's a it's a glory story, but it's also kind of a, I don't know, just a cool illustration of how God does answer prayers in the way that we don't expect and certainly not in the timeline that we expected, but that he also wants to give us something better than what we even originally asked for. So we found ourselves around September really having a lot of conversations about what future houses we wanted for our family or what what future house we wanted to move into, what we wanted that to look like, the location, all of this stuff. And a couple friends of ours had recommended a prayer to us called the St. Joseph's Cloak Prayer. It's a 30-day prayer where it's kind of, it's like a novena. You pray it every day, but it's very intense. It takes between 20 and 30 minutes. And our friends had prayed it asking St. Joseph to help them find a house. He's often an intercessor for uh, house hunting. So they said, be really specific, put it all in a list. This many minutes to work for a commute, this location, we need this many bedrooms, this much square footage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so John and I did the big ask. We got on the same page with each other about what we were looking for. Honestly, what we were asking St. Joseph for was kind of impossible <laughs> for the price that we have, the budget we have with the square footage that we feel we need and the size of land. We asked for between two and five acres. We also asked for some of it to be woods and some of it to be open space. And we started praying. And the beautiful, like the the healing that happened within our marriage was incredible. And the healing that happened, well, the 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 way the prayer was answered rather was even more spectacular. So we're getting to the end of the novena. We have about five days left and this property comes on the market and it was beautiful. It was one and a half times more than what we wanted to spend on our future land, but it was five acres, two and a half of which was open space, two and a half of which was woods. And in the exact location that we had been looking for, and we hadn't seen anything like this on the market in months and months. And so we went to look at it. We thought, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to afford it. But without going into detail, I have a couple reasons of not going into every single detail on the internet with my life. But let's just say that St. Joseph pulled out the most spectacular resolution that he possibly could have. We got the land within two days. It was ours. Uh, we actually closed on the land the day after our latest baby was born. So Michael was born on the 18th of December. We closed on the land on the 19th and it is ours. And we are just, the way that he answered the prayer, we were kind of asking for impossible things and we got the absolute upper limit of land that we were looking for. We got, it was more beautiful than we could have imagined. It was in the perfect location. We really didn't have to compromise on any of the things that we asked for. So Part of the reason I'm sharing this is because in the St. Joseph prayer, you put yourself under his cloak. It's called the St. Joseph's cloak prayer. And you promise that you're going to spread the word about St. Joseph, that you're going to tell everyone about the intercession that he has worked in your life. And so I am keeping that promise in this episode by sharing this story with you all because I have a platform and I need to use it for St. Joseph because I promised I would. And St. Teresa of Avila was really, uh, she said something like, no one has ever asked something from St. Joseph and not received it. So she knew the power of his intercession. And in fact, the the prayer actually evokes that that quote of St. Teresa and says, hey, St. Joseph, you said, you know, like nobody, you've never left anybody unanswered. Don't leave my prayer unanswered, um, which I think is uh, kind of cool. But 
the way that things worked out for us, I would never have wanted all of the emotional ups and downs, all of the frustrating hours on Zillow, watching the the interest rates climb and watching the margin of what we could afford shrink and shrink. I look back at that whole journey and what I have learned in my life is that God can honestly work outside of the boundaries of what you think is possible. But at the same time, you have to ask him with surrender. And if I could change one thing, it would be to truly surrender this journey to him right from the beginning and to also be just um, just totally trusting of him instead of all the anxiety that went into this. You know, it's this is not the first time I have done this in my life. And you would think by now I would know. But I just wanted to share my testimony of, yes, God answered this prayer in a way that was way more spectacular than I could have dreamed. However, he also took a lot longer to answer my prayer. And he needed to. I needed him to because... John and I had to get on the same page of what we were looking for. We had to really define it. We had to talk through our vision for our family. We also had to get to the point where we would be okay leaving this house because we do really love our current house. And we had to understand like what was it that we really needed to leave our house for for a bigger house. So now we have the land. We have a much clearer vision. And we're going to be building this year, which is amazing. So I'm just having the time of my life with house plans and making this new dream house a reality. So praise the Lord. Thank God for answered prayers. Um, And also just an encouragement to you that if something feels impossible, I I just don't want you to give up, even if it's going to be in a timeline that you don't expect. You know, God really is, he is listening. And the most important thing in all of this discernment is not the what, you know, the outcome, but the who, the relationship, the the deeper healing that needs to happen between you and God and the trust in him. So I'm going to close out this episode on that high note. And I just ask for your prayers as we build our house. I know the adventure is never dull, is it? So I'm expecting lots more adventure as we, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what disasters are going to happen with this new house? Before we say goodbye today, just wanted to let you know that the prayer candles that I have been making for the Catholic All Year Market are up and they are for sale. And in fact, we have some new ones coming down the pike that I am really, really excited about. I can't show you because this is podcast land, but um, I'll just describe to you that most of the candles are in these very beautiful embossed glass jars. I'm just trying to be anthropology for Catholics over here, as I've mentioned before. And I just love the jars so much. And besides that, the candles are 100% beeswax. They have crackling wooden wicks. They burn for 40 or more hours, minimum 40 hours burn time. And they smell so good. And each one comes with a symbolism behind the scent. You may hear my little baby kicking in the background. He's having some fun kick time. Sorry if you can hear that. You want to say hi, Michael? No, not yet. He's silent like St. Joseph. Anyway, the latest one is Sursum Corda, which means lift up your heart. It is nutmeg, fig, and honey scented. We also have an Easter candle coming up, which is going to be lemon and lily of the valley, which I'm obsessed with. And then further down the pike, we have another one coming out that I'll mention in future episodes. Let's just say I'm really excited for it. So you can follow the link in the show notes to get those candles. It's market.catholicallyear.com. And I am just so blessed by my collaboration with Catholic All Year. So it's such an amazing thing to see hundreds and hundreds of candles going out my door, out to 
the world, out to all of, um, God bless you, Michael, out to all over, people all over the country. And so thank you so much, everyone who supported me by purchasing a candle. And I hope you check them out and keep them in mind for a future gift opportunity for a loved one. They'd be great for sacraments, graduations, housewarming gifts, bridal showers, baby showers, just because present for your spouse or significant other. So check them out. Until next time when we meet for coffee, may God bless you and stay caffeinated because you are called to greatness. Take care.